0: It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's
1: heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest on New York's news and talk station. 77 WABC. Well, thank you so much for joining us. My name is Anthony Weiner. Curtis Lee was coming up at the top of the hour. He is loaded for bear because first 100 days of Eric Adams. There have been all the report cards out there, and uh, Curtis is going to offer his report card on Eric Adams. And also he has an idea that I should be the new CEO of Donald Trump's social media company that is struggling a bit. If you'd like to get in on the conversation at 77 WABC Talk Radio, 800-848-WABC, 800 848 9222. Thank you so much for joining us today. Now on the line, we we have a really interesting issue that is going on here in New York City and in New York State. The congressional redistricting goes on every 10 years, and probably no one in the entire state knows it better than our next guest. Um, Joining us is John Faso. you if you have been paying attention to New York politics or New York governance over the last heck, it's almost 20 years now, although he looks very youthful. Uh, John Faso served as a member of Congress for one term, but he was perhaps best known when he was the minority leader of the New York State Assembly. And he ran for controller in 2002, ran for governor in in 2006, has been basically one of those civic leaders of our state for for a couple of decades now. And it's my pleasure to have him join us because he is the person that is quarterbacking the Republican legal fight to throw out the the district lines that have been created – well, I'll let him explain it, John. Thank you very much for joining us.
0: Thank you, Anthony. Great to be with you and your listeners here on a rainy Saturday afternoon in upstate New York. I'm not sure if it's uh, raining in New York City, but it's still it's still feeling a little uh, wintry up here.
1: Well, it's uh, from from my understanding of of weather up there. It's going to be wintry till mid July. But I appreciate your checking in. This is. <laughs> This is good good radio weather, as my friend Curtis tells me. So basically exactly. set the table for us. Every 10 years we do the census. It's in the Constitution. One of the reasons they do it is they have to make sure we all have one person, one vote. And so they draw districts based on that census. A, dist- a census was done. New York had its lines drawn. What's the problem and and, and what is the, 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 the solution, do you think?
0: So... Uh And and one other little factoid is that uh, because our population is not kept up with the population changes in the country, New York is going to lose an additional congressional seat uh, after 2022's election. So we will go from 27 House seats in in the House of Representatives to 26. So obviously, with that game of musical chairs, uh, the lines had to change anyway. And uh, to adjust for population shifts in the state and also the country. So to set the table, back in 2014, uh, the late, great mayor, Ed Koch, had led an effort to try to make the redistricting process, how the state legislature draws those lines in New York state, which is very political, obviously, but to make it less political, less partisan and to lessen the opportunity of those in power to rig the lines through a gerrymandering-type system where they designed the lines to benefit one party over the other, Ed Koch led an effort, and the people responded. The legislature adopted a constitutional amendment that was voted on and approved by about 57% of the people back in 2014, and that constitutional amendment did two things. One, it set up an independent commission uh, to draw the lines, And a process for the legislature then to to consider what that commission did and the other thing it did is that it put an explicit provision in the constitution that said the district lines cannot be drawn to reduce political competition and they cannot be drawn to favor one party or one candidate over another party or candidate so this is a very strong anti-gerrymandering provision most states don't have it but new york voters Put it in the constitution back in 2014, and it was the late grade Ed Koch that was the leader of that effort to bring it forth.
1: So the districts so fast forward, the, right? Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: So just fast forward, the legislature uh, adopted districts on February 3rd. Uh, the independent commission sent one set of maps to the uh, uh, one set of proposals, two maps to the legislature in January. The legislature voted them down. It never then sent a second set of maps uh, to the legislature. The legislature took over the process and passed maps on February 3rd. And the petitioners, the plaintiffs from around the state, Republican plaintiffs, brought suit on February 4th, challenging uh, both the congressional districts and the state senate districts. And this matter was brought in uh, an upstate court in Steuben County where a Supreme court justice rendered an opinion uh, about a week and a half ago uh, on March 31, he, he issued his opinion and that is now going to the appellate process. And so first it's going to go to a, an appellate court in Rochester and that'll be April 20th. And at the end of the month, by the end of May, uh, end of April, this will be in front of the New York state court of appeals. Now, The judge in uh, Subin County who considered this, he struck down the congressional districts and he also struck down the congressional Senate and state assembly districts on procedural grounds, saying the legislature violated the process uh, to pass redistricting. And he explicitly found beyond a reasonable doubt that the state legislature's plan, which reduces most analysts say, reduces Republican representatives in the Congress from eight seats to four, that that plan violated that provision that I just enunciated saying you couldn't draw lines to benefit one party over another. And he found that they had explicitly done that beyond a reasonable doubt. So that's where it is, Anthony. It's it's going to be in front of this uh, appeals judge, the appeals panel in Rochester on April 20th.
1: But let me just – I mean and putting it in partisan terms. There's a lot of talk about the legislature there. this in partisan terms. Democrats who now control the the Senate and the Assembly, who drew these districts for their congressional colleagues, drew these districts in a way that really, really heavily favored Democrats. That's the the, the short version of this. And the court, to my understanding, has said, wait a minute. You've done so much of this partisan gerrymandering – that you violated this constitutional provision that you spoke of. But just so I can be clear, it's a state constitutional provision. The Supreme Court of the United States, haven't they said that we don't have a right? There's not a right to have nonpartisan elections, right, to to nonpartisan districts. right? The the legislatures within there, they're following what the Supreme Court said you're allowed to do. You're allowed to do partisan gerrymandering, right? Isn't that a a permitted act uh, uh, by state legislatures both here and across the country?
0: Yeah, you are correct, Anthony. The Supreme Court a couple of years ago said this is not a matter that we, the, the federal judiciary, properly can handle. This is a matter they left open the door and they, in fact, invited state legislatures and state courts to weigh in on this question of partisan redistricting. So you're correct. It's not a federal case. It's strictly a state case based on state constitution. And I would point out that there have been a number of states this year, North Carolina, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and also Maryland. Just two weeks ago, a judge in Maryland threw out a redistricting that the Democrats in Maryland had passed over the veto of the Republican governor, and it forced the legislature to come back and and pass a less partisan plan, which is really what our hope is here.
1: Well, first of all, we're talking to John Faso, former member of Congress, now the lawyer representing—if I, I think this is right—representing the Republicans in in the state legislature and the Republicans in Congress in their effort to reverse this uh, this uh, uh, the districting that has been done by the Democrats in the state legislature. Let me ask you since this is now getting punted back to the state courts to be basically the final arbiter of this the supreme court said we don't want to have any conversation about this anymore let the states work it out. Isn't this having the effect of further making the state courts seem like partisan entities? I mean let's face it, I think you took this case in Bent County because it was a more conservative jurisdiction. I think the Democrats are trying to get it before more liberal or Democratic judges. Aren't we now just kind of further infecting the judiciary with partisanship under the guise of redistricting?
0: No, I, I, I wouldn't argue that. I think, unfortunately, a lot of sometimes when the press writes a story, they'll say, oh, well, the judge in Stuben County was a Republican and and therefore inferring that's why he made this decision. I think the the judge in Stuben County actually was extremely fair. He found mostly for the plaintiffs, he didn't find entirely for the plaintiffs, so though. We had alleged partisan gerrymandering in the in the drawing of state Senate districts, and the judge did not find for us. He said we did not find, prove that beyond a reasonable doubt, which is a high standard. Um, and, and now, let's face it, most of the appellate courts in the state are, are filled with judges who were appointed by Democratic uh, governors. But I, I think we make a mistake when we automatically assume that judges— despite what their political lineage might have been before they assumed that role, they swear an oath to the constitution. And this is the first time, Anthony, that that judge in Steuben County, that was the very first time any judge in this state had ever interpreted that 2014 constitutional amendment. It's brand new law. I'm, I'm, I believe the judge is going to look, are going to look at this fairly. The appellate judge who, who, rendered a, a procedural decision yesterday on this case uh happened to be a democrat before he assumed the 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 role of an appellate division judge so i'm not worried so much about that i think the important thing is that the people should pick their politicians the politicians shouldn't pick their voters and that's what happens when you have an extreme partisan gerrymander like we have in new york state and just to explain to people exactly how they did it they basically took Four seats, four seats in the House of Representatives, and they jammed them and stuffed them full of as many Republicans as they possibly could find. And that means the adjacent areas become more Democratic. And every place in the state, every single district where we had a competitive district, they made it more Democratic. Is this, so that the Democrat-
1: uh, is, is this similar to what the Republicans did in the state Senate in the 90s and 2000s?
0: Absolutely. And before we had this role, this rule in the Constitution on partisan gerrymandering, it has long been known that the assembly, which was controlled for many years by Democrats and the Senate controlled by many years by by Republicans, that they would each pass. They would each draw lines that benefited their party in the assembly and Senate, respectively. Then they'd put them in one bill and they'd pass it. And I I I was minority leader in the assembly, as as you reference, and I've I've seen this done. But that's one reason why Ed Koch led this effort. And, you know, a lot of people are dissatisfied with what's going on in Albany. They don't like bail reform. They don't like the level of taxes. They don't like some of the policies that we see stopping the growth of charter schools to give more opportunity for disadvantaged kids in, in, in New York City and other places around the state. They don't like those things. And they say, well, why doesn't the legislature listen to us? Well, one of the reasons is that you've got these entrenched majorities now that are often, in my view, under the control of special interest groups that aren't really considering the broad public interest in our state. And you look at what they did with bail reform and some of these other things. um, Candidly, I think most people are frustrated by it in our state. But one source of their frustration, even though most people may not realize it, is the way in which political districts get rigged in New York to reduce political competition. Well, well, to which, and, John, and that's what we're we are to overturn.
1: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm we're wrapping up with John Fassman. I'm going to let you get the last word. But let me just say, you know, for years, yeah. in the House of Representatives, the the House of Representatives, Democrat Republican proportional representation did not reflect the country because Republicans had done a great job of redistricting around the around the country. To, to maximize and, in, in fact, uh, increase their representation beyond what the population was. And it seems to me that citizens have two maybe conflicting imperatives. One is to have fair representation and fair districts in the state, but also to have a fair representation in Congress. So New York does dovetail with that. Like if we can, if, if, if by doing this redistricting, as partisan as it might be, it gets us to balance in the in this in the federal legislature. So we finally have Republicans represented by the same percentage that they are in the population, Democrats likewise. Isn't that something worth doing?
0: Well, you know, Anthony, my mother taught me when I was growing up two wrongs don't make a right. And if we have specific rules now in New York State that the voters adopted that said they don't want this to happen. And what some democrats may do in illinois or what some republicans might do in texas or another state doesn't affect the ability of new yorkers to say how they want their their government to be run and how they want the political process to operate so new yorkers said we wanted to clean up the system they adopted this constitutional amendment unfortunately my democratic friends in albany adopted a partisan gerrymander that i think violated our constitution and i'm hopeful that the courts will will reflect that. Either the language in our Constitution means something or it doesn't.
1: That's fair enough. John, listen, I appreciate you being with us. We've been joined by John Faso. I'm so glad that you are still part of the conversation here in New York State. I disagree with you on stuff, but you've always been someone who practiced the craft of governance and politics with a lot of class and a lot of dignity. And I appreciate you joining us here on 77 WBBC.
0: Anthony, great to be with you, and I'm, I'm glad you've got this voice on uh, WABC to, because your voice is important in this process as I well. I
1: appreciate it. When we
0: come back, we will
1: be joined by uh, your friend and mine, Curtis Slewa. We'll have a couple of final questions, and any callers who want to get in, the lines are filling up, 800-848-WABC, and we go out with a little Joe Jackson.